What is happening, guys? We are back. We are back with a new run of the CBM Effect podcast episode. This will be the first one I've recorded this year. So I hope that everybody has had a great start to the, to the new year of 2024. And I hope that they've been able to take things that they learned in 2023 and begin to apply it to this year. I hope that you've been able to sort of look back at the last year, reflect on what's went well, what could have went better, and you're taking the necessary steps to implement that in to the coming year to ensure that this year marks the best you yet, um, where you have the greatest amount of progress, the greatest amount of return for your efforts, uh, and you can take past mistakes or perhaps slip-ups and look to perhaps avoid that. Now, doing the maths, summer's not that far away. You know what I mean? Like, I know we're only in February and I'm sure a lot of you felt like January took fucking forever. But today marks the 16th of February, yeah? 15 weeks tomorrow is the 1st of June, which is pretty fucking mental when you put it like that. Like, to think that June is only 15 weeks away is crazy. Uh, And what does June bring? It brings summertime. It brings holiday season. It brings perhaps wedding season, uh, parties, holidays, whatever it is. I'm assuming that a lot of people that's listening to this is going to have summer 2024 in the forefront of their mind with their actions in the gym right now to ensure that you can be going into summer feeling and looking the best that you potentially ever have. And that's what sort of this day's episode is going to be all about. It's about how to make sure you get that, how to make sure that you can go to 2024 in summer and make sure that you look the best that you ever have. So if you're not already thinking about dieting, obviously 15 weeks isn't far away. It's going to be time to start thinking about that. Now, you might perhaps have something later in in July, in August, maybe even September. Either way, I want to lay down principles and foundations in this episode to ensure that I can give you the tools necessary to make sure, as I say, that this year brings the best you yet. So if you haven't already been doing this, what the last few months should have really been about, if you're in the pursuit of trying to improve your physique and making sure you look the best you can, is about being in a surplus to sort of gain muscle tissue. Uh, And obviously, How does a surplus work? It's a positive energy balance where you're consuming more calories than you expend for a given period of time. And that means that we're eating more calories than usual. It means that we're doing a little bit bit less output, like your cardio and your steps than usual, and perhaps you're carrying a little bit more body fat, which is 100% a given when it comes to the pursuit of muscle. There's a difference between putting on necessary body fat to gain the muscle tissue that you're after uh, and between putting on unnecessary body fat that's just going to be taken back off. So... As we get ready to gear into summer, it's going to start be thinking about time to end the surplus or at the very least venturing into a maintenance phase where you're no longer putting on body weight because anything north of where your current body weight is now in regards to your pursuit to get lean in the summer is going to be just weight that has to be taken back off anyway. Like if you put on another three kilograms and you're perhaps already, say, 10 kilograms heavier than you want to be come summertime, you're just going to have to take that off. It doesn't really make much sense to be pushing the boundaries further. Yes, you could argue that you could do a shorter, harsher diet, but I want to just lay this out in sort of layman's terms that everybody can sort of follow. Uh, And we're going to run with a sort of timeline of a 15-week window. So let's assume that you are in a place right now where calories are nice and high and you're not doing too much output. That is the perfect set point to start a diet. Now, first thing I would be doing off the back of this episode is looking at perhaps your your weight across the next week and assessing where is it at. Are you still gaining? 
Are you losing or are you maintaining? And now, obviously, within this, we're going to be looking for a pretty fucking decent level of adherence because if you're up and down and all over the shop and you've got things on and it's not to the usual standard, you're not going to necessarily get an accurate reflection of where your current energy balance is, energy balance being a surplus, a deficit, or maintenance. First thing you're going to want to make sure you're doing is venturing into maintenance territory. Now, that maintenance territory is going to be individualistic to everybody there's not necessarily going to be anything well for, for me i don't like calculators they're just a little bit too inaccurate they're not individualistic enough so let's say that you're currently maintaining perfect you can probably hold that for another couple of weeks yet and then start to think about the deficit if you're still gaining then perhaps it's time to just drop calories by two three hundred a day maybe give yourself a little bit of extra cardio and see what that does. But by the time we get into March, we absolutely need to be thinking about beginning this deficit to get you where you want to be. Now, I can only give very general examples. As always, I am happy for anybody to shoot me a DM and be like, this is where I'm at, what would you recommend? My job is to help as many people as I can, and I can only do so much. So if I'm only with a sort of particular client base, so I'm always happy to just give a couple of pointers in the right direction. Now, where would we start in regards to our dietary numbers? What I like to do is just to ensure that you're at a minimum of an hour of cardio per week. I feel like that's a really nice place to start, especially if you're doing less than that or none at the moment. How would we sort of calculate the cardio? How would we spread that 60 minutes across the week? I would say either two half hours or three 20 minutes would be the place to start. And what we want to think about is doing a form of cardio that is intense enough to get the heart rate up to elicit a response. For me, I like at least 140 beats per minute. Some people listening to this, they might have different ways of how they like to do cardio. I like to have a certain sense of autonomy within the plan that I give clients as to how they do it. Some people might like a circuit. Some people might like a gym class. Some people might just be happy sort of going on the Stairmaster. I think the biggest thing that I want you to monitor is your time and your heart rate. And that's what I want you to do. Me personally, if you know me, I'm a fan of the Stairmaster or potentially the cross trainer if you can get the heart rate up enough and just running it like that. And by doing the same form of cardio each week, like let's just take it for example, the Stairmaster. If you do two half hours on the Stairmaster at say level seven across two 30 minute periods across the week, you know you're burning the exact same amount of calories versus a hit workout or like a circuit. You might be up and down a little bit. It's not the end of the world, but just having a steady state of cardio in across the week is gonna be the best place to go. We can also look at your output. Where's your step count at? I believe 8,000 or more, you're probably not gonna to need to change anything at the moment. I feel like that's a nice benchmark. If you're sort of down four, five, 6,000, let's get you up to 8,000. Again, why? burns calories, doesn't it? It ensures daily consistent movement. And when we're in the, the game of trying to lose body fat, we want to make sure that we are burning more calories than we consume. And the first places that we get the calorie burn, if we ignore the basics of your basal metabolic rate, your sort of thermal effect of food, we're going to look at your actual expenditure, which is your workouts, your cardio, and your steps. So you want to make sure that these are nailed down straight away. Then we want to look to food. This is entirely dependent on who you are, what your training level is, where your calories are at. But I feel like if you've been building up, then taking a good chunk of calories straight off the bat, like think about it like this, you've perhaps been trying to gain weight for a little while, food's gonna be high, you might be feeling a little bit heavier and fluffier than you'd like and you're ready to diet. Why not get a chunk of that weight off at the beginning when motivation is high and you're ready to get stuck in? If you're above sort of, 
I I would generally in an ideal world like guys to be starting a diet on at least 3,000 calories and I would like girls to be at least 2,000 if not a little bit higher in both cases if you tick that box then why don't we get say 400 calories off the bat straight away you take that across a seven day window you've got 2,800 calories straight away there and that's not including the expenditure that you get in how fast you want to do the deficit can be entirely dependent on your timeline now, let's say you've got 10 kilograms to lose and you've got a 15 week window to do it. That means straight away, you're gonna be looking at a rate of loss of what, 0.7 or 0.8 per week, maybe a little bit less. Uh, so you know that you don't quite have to be up at that kilogram marker a week, but you know that in that first couple of weeks, as food volume begins to decrease in the stomach, as glycogen storage goes down, you're flushing out, that, out all that unwanted fluid, you're gonna get a little bit of a bigger drop initially. It is not uncommon for people to lose anywhere from a kilogram and a half to three kilograms plus in the first week. So those initial changes that you make, you're gonna want them to be big enough that it clears out that fluid, it gets a big drop, and then you can allow that to continue on for the sort of next few weeks past that. Like I would like to think the initial changes you could make in a diet, you could be having at least a month of progress out of that. So you wanna make sure that you're doing that as well. And then training, what happens to training? You've focused on getting strong across the last few months, you've been getting PBs in the gym, you're feeling good. Do we need to change the training plan? The simple answer to that is no. Think about it like this, right? What kept built the muscle will keep the muscle. If you're focused on getting as strong as you can across a multitude of rep ranges, you're trying to lift heavy, you're trying to smash the gym, you're hitting sets of five, you're hitting sets of 15, and you're pushing the boundaries of progressive overload as much as possible, it makes no sense to start coming down in weight and doing higher reps to feel the burn. Burn does not equate to losing body fat. These big high demanding workouts that you're doing are still burning calories and you want to keep that up. You want to still be placing that same amount of stress in the body as you have been previously. Because remember that building muscle is a game of placing stress upon the body with a new stimulus and then forcing it to adapt. If you're scaling it right back, then the body's got no reason to adapt to that stress and it doesn't want to lose body fat. It wants to hold on to that. It goes back to that evolutionary time of if you're stranded on a desert island or if you're stuck without food, that fat is an emergency supply of energy that it does not want to lose. Therefore, it's going to do everything it can to hold on to it. The extra muscle that you've got is not a necessity. It doesn't necessarily need that. You've had to work hard to build that. Therefore, it would rather lose muscle mass than body fat. So if you go straight into a deficit and you start lowering the weight that you're using and just pushing up the reps, all of a sudden it's like, right, I don't necessarily have a use for this muscle that I've got. So I am going to allow that to be used up instead of body fat. So you want to make sure you've got that nailed down straight away. Obviously, body fat, going back to that, the body does not want to lose it. And the more you take off and the less you have left to take off, the more it's going to try and hold on to that. So it's always important to remember, and this is why I never, ever give out a one-off plan to people who ask for it, is because what works now might not work in four, six, eight weeks time. So there needs to be a constant monitoring of the process. And these are where things like your, your, your constant monitors of your body weight, your progress pictures, your measurements, how you're sort of feeling and looking within your clothes, all these things are important to keep an eye on. But body weight can't lie. Uh, well, it can lie, actually. That, that's a, catching myself out in that one. Pictures can't lie, but scale weight is a great metric to go off of. Like over time, if you're not losing pounds on that scale, 
then you know you're not in a deficit that you need to be in. And we've got the obvious fluctuations that are going to occur that can be things like food volume, different meal sources, sleep, hydration, inflammation, hormonal sort of position across the, the menstrual cycle if you're a female. All these things do need to be factored in. But what we do need to see each week, like it might take a couple of weeks to really see it, but we want to be seeing definitive progress across the scales and the progress pictures each week to ensure that you're making the progress to go where you need to. And that obviously comes into, right, I can drop my calories initially and I can make my changes to my cardio. How long can I hold it until I need to make more changes? Uh, and what changes do I make at that point? And that's where obviously you can monitor the rate of loss. So if you're shooting to get 10 kilograms off in a 15 week window, you know you're going to have to be losing, call it a couple of pounds a week to be safe. If you're, say, down, say you start losing that initially, and then all of a sudden, one week into the next, that goes down to like 0.6 kilograms, and then again, you're 0.4, you know you're beginning to close that margin between the, the calories burned and the body adapting to that sort of deficit that you're in. And that's when it comes time to make a change. Like, you always want to think of the body like a sponge. You want it to soak up as much effect as it can from minimal changes. You don't want to throw all your toys at the pram at once. Use all the tools in the box. You want to do the minimal change, get as much as you can, and then look to create changes further. And that can beg the question of, well, where do I make changes from? How do I broaden this deficit? Do I drop food? Do I increase cardio? Do I increase steps? And again, this is all individualistic, so I'm just going to lay a general framework that I feel like people can take from anything. Me, personally, unless unless you're really quite lean... I would be inclined to not change steps too much. I feel like steps are a tool that are better used for when you're getting leaner and the body's trying to start to hold on to energy and you're subconsciously moving less. At that point, you would compensate by putting steps up by, say, a couple of thousand a day. But I would be doing that much further down the line. And I feel like if you're up at, especially the heavier you are, the more it actually costs energy to move about. So being in the sort of 8 to 10k region, even 8 to 12k region, I wouldn't be inclined to be changing that too quickly. I would just be trying to hold that there. It goes then to time management. How much time do you have across the week to get cardio in, both in regards to frequency, which is number of times you can do it, and duration, which is how long you can afford to do it. Let's say you're at 60 minutes initially. Something that can be quite good is just add on half an hour at a time and drop 100, 120 calories. And that way, that's going to give you more. So perhaps you go from two half hours to three half hours, or you go three 20 minutes um, up to three half hours. It doesn't necessarily matter how you do it. And then at that point, you could take 100 to 120 calories off, which would be like a 30 gram carb drop there and then. Obviously, the more you have to lose in the shorter the time frame, the bigger these jumps might need to be. Perhaps you would go up an hour and you drop closer to 160 to 200 calories, depending on how much you've got there. You always need to listen to the sort of biofeedback of the body, which is essentially how you're recovering and how you're feeling within your energy, how's your sleep, uh, and how's your hunger levels. And you can play off of that. Let's say you get a little bit deeper in uh, and you get cardio up. Let's say you've got eight weeks left and cardio's a little bit higher. You're up at two hours a day. Calories are starting to get a little bit lower and you feel like, I'm fucking starving, but the cardio's okay and I can do more. There might come a time where you're able to just increase cardio again. Let's say you're up to four half hours across the week. What's to stop you going up to five half hours, perhaps even five 35 minutes? And this is all contextual to how lean you want to get. But if we're going with the idea that you want to get as lean as you possibly can, then we know that cardio is going to have to be your friend. It's very rare that someone can get to relatively low body fat levels without doing some decent amount of cardio across the week. 
And we're not trying to maybe get photo shit lean or stage lean. Maybe you just want to have some definition in your stomach. Maybe you just want to get to a level where you feel comfortable enough with your body composition that you're able to take your top off at the beach on holiday. That's totally cool. Now, on the flip side, let's say that perhaps you are doing two hours of cardio the week and you're already crunched for time as it is, but appetite's okay. You're not really that hungry. The high protein's filling you up. You're getting good sleep, hydrated, doing your green veggies, all that good stuff to sort of curb hunger as much as possible. Then there is an argument to be made that maybe you could just drop calories. And maybe at that point, I always like to drop by carbs. Generally, there might be a little bit of fat drop in there depending on the macros. But let's say you dropped 40 grams of carbs. That's 160 calories right there. You do that across a seven-week window, and that's getting up there. That's not close to that's close to a thousand calorie drop across the week. So in the beginning stages of the diet, when body fat is plentiful and calories are plentiful, output is low, you've got a broader spectrum to take more off of these changes. You can take a higher chunk of calories off. But then as calories get lower and output gets higher, you need to fine tune these a little bit more. So you can perhaps start up at like the three, 400, and then you could drop 150 to 200. But then as you get deeper into it, you're going to want to be closer to that 100, 150 mark. I know coaches that work in percentages, so they might take 10% off. But if you're at, if you're at 2000 calories and as a guy, and you've got a decent amount of muscle about you, and you take 10% off, that's 200 calories, which to me, I just deem too much, um, especially when we're thinking about muscle retention and we want to think about keeping performance up to maintain that muscle mass. We sort of need to be careful on that front. So to summarize that sort of last section, you're going to be looking at your rate of loss and making changes to allow that to continue. If it slows down, slight bump up in cardio, slight decrease the calories, and then monitor it as time goes on based off your hunger and energy levels. At that point, it comes down to the sort of coaching intricacies relationship between the individual as to how I would deem that. Um, but you can always factor that in hunger versus time management and pull from one or pull from the one that's suffering less. That would be how I would, I would encourage you to do that and we've also got the counter argument of fuck i've not been doing much over the last little while i've not really been training i've got a whole chunk of fat to lose my calories aren't that high you'll be surprised if you're carrying excess amount of body fat levels and you're not doing much and you feel like your calories are low i'm gonna give you a wake-up call that you're being inconsistent with your calorie intake and by that i mean how much you're tracking there is not a hope in hell that you're on low calories every week, every month, and still got plenty of fat to lose, unless it's in the rarest of occasions, which we're not going to go into in this. First thing you're going to want to do is find a constant baseline. And now, depending on who you are, where you're at, male, female, training experience, how much muscle mass you carry, that will differ individual to individual. But the same constant applies. Get a baseline amount of cardio in, 60, 90 minutes, depending on the time, get your calories in a decent spot it would be impossible to give numbers but as an average like let's say as a guy you're telling me you're eating 1800 calories and you're 15 kilograms to lose get that up to two and a half thousand as an example girls you shouldn't be starting anything less than sort of 16 1700 i would believe again there are exceptions and it's impossible to say this without looking at the individual and seeing where they're at but getting a higher calorie set point here and now that you can adhere to without taking the piss out of it and being accurate with your tracking and having a baseline amount of cardio in is going to be the position that you want to start in. Otherwise, you're up and down. And I tend to find from anecdotal experience that the body responds far better when it has an accurate understanding of what's going in through its food intake and what's being expended through its energy, um, through your output, 
that's going to give you the best response. So straight away, the first thing you need to do is just create a baseline, assess the response, give it a couple of weeks, and then go from there. Just because you've not spent time building up, it doesn't mean it can't be fixed. You just need to get on top of an accurate baseline. Now, energy balance always rings true. If you're burning more calories than you consume, you will lose body fat. If you're gaining weight, you're you're consuming more than you expend. And if you're not moving, then you're just not. Accurate intake is going to be the first thing you want to do. I know plenty of people that try and think they're on 16, 1800 calories as guys, girls that are on 1200, but they're not budging. What's happening there is that you might be depleting yourself and you might be having that for a few days, but then there's going to be coming occasions where you're ripping the arse out of it. Either that's social occasions or just subconsciously not even realizing what you're doing perhaps not enough of an understanding with calories and what food sources have what but that's what you're going to want to do there and then obviously we've sort of covered how the initial changes would be make how you could continue to make changes what you do if you wouldn't what happens when things start to stick and you start to feel the impact of calories now this is going to entirely depend on again the muscle mass, the body fat levels, the time dieting, this is where you might be able to break it up into a dietary break. Like, let's just say, for example, we could call it 17 weeks. Let's say you're going to middle of June. What's to stop you having an eight-week push where you crack on with calories getting down, you get expenditure up, and then you have a week dietary break to reset any dietary fatigue that's picked up so you can restore energy levels whilst keeping on top of body fat, and then going again. How would a diet break look? That could be anywhere from two to 500 calories extra per day. It could be a reduction in cardio by say a third, just enough to offset that fatigue, top up energy store so you can go again. And I tend to find that if you pull down to a pushing point towards the end of the eight weeks, and let's just say, for example, you did got 400 calories. There's no reason to say that you couldn't just go back down to 250, 300 calories. So you're still a little bit higher than your last starting point. And then you can continue on and, and get from there. At that point, it's just going to become analyzation of where you want to be. If you're getting towards the end and you're happy with where you're at before they get to the timeline, then you just simply reverse out slowly but surely. If you feel like you're getting to the timeline, fuck my holidays in three weeks, I'm still not where I want to be, then you're going to have to just pick up the gas a little bit and just sort of push on again just monitoring the feedback and the changes of the body to ensure that you're in the rate of loss that you want. And if you get towards the end and you've not quite got there, then the only thing that's really happened there is that you've either not pushed hard enough or you've not been accurate enough or you've not given yourself enough time. And sometimes that comes down to not realizing how much body fat you have to lose. Like 10 kilograms sounds a lot to lose and it is. There's no denying that it is. But it's not uncommon for me to pull off 15 kilograms of people and still need more. 20 kilograms, depending on where you're at. Uh, And that's why sometimes like having a push and a diet break can work really well. But hopefully, this sort of first episode back of 2024, it can give you a bit of an understanding of timelines and how to make changes. Uh, And the take-home point of if you've got something on in June, even July, the time to start dieting is going to be very, very soon. If you're not already get started or at least have a plan of attack and if you're not sure if you're like right yeah this all makes sense but i've still no idea where to start and i'm not happy with where i'm at and i know i want more get a coach you know what i mean guys like it doesn't have to be me of course i can help you i'm gonna punt my coach in here that's what i do i get people results but just have a look around and be like right 
Coaching just takes an element of accountability in there. It takes the thought process off of yourself. It reduces stress and you can just go full on robot mode. Cool. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. And that's where a lot of people thrive. Like coaching, it doesn't necessarily have to be a case of, "Ah, I don't know what I'm doing. It can be that sense of accountability and having someone to answer to. So if what I'm saying still isn't clicking with you, like, fuck, I still don't know. Just look around, shop around and see if you can find someone that you like um, that can help you get that result that you want. So that's a bit of a, a bit of a general framework as to how you could kickstart the, the 2024 dieting season. I hope that I've been able to give you enough to provide an insight, but without too much in depth that it's just blown your head off and be like, oof, I don't know any more than what I first started. As you always know, my DMs are open and I'm happy to give feedback and help as I can. Absolutely feel free to, to, to hit me up. And then from there, we're in the new season of, of the CBM effect. I've got a whole run of episodes that I'm ready to do that are going to be coming out on a weekly basis. I, I, I kind of decided last year that I kept saying, right, I'm back. We're going to keep going. But it's fucking hard, guys, to come up with new podcasts every week. So what we're going to do is we're going to do blocks of them. Um, so this is the first block of the new season. Uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed. I hope that you'll be back for more. Um, any shares, any mentions and stories, it always helps. It goes a long way to get this out, to help as many people as possible. This is Friday evening. I'll be putting this out tomorrow morning. I hope you have a great weekend, whatever it is that you get up to. I hope that you're ready to get a plan of attack. Uh, And we're all in this together. Let's have a great 2024 uh, and let's make sure we achieve our goals, guys. We'll catch up soon. Cheers.